After a long hiatus, the Roger Hoover podcast is back. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and the podcast starts now. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover, and welcome to this episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast. I'm recording this on Friday, April 19th, 2019, from the baseball grounds of Jacksonville in Jacksonville, Florida. And yes, the podcast is back, and I apologize for the lengthy delay in between episodes, but we've got a really great guest coming up. And Omar Vizquel, he's in his first year as the manager of the Birmingham Barons. Of course, had a 24-year major league playing career, won 11 gold gloves at shortstop, three-time All-Star, and hopefully one day will be a member of the Hall of Fame. Had a chance to visit with him yesterday. You'll hear that conversation coming up in just a few minutes. Well, it's been a while. The last episode we posted was a Miles Jack conversation from last year. And the offseason last year, I was very hopeful that we would have a a lot of podcast episodes, but with my work schedule, especially bouncing around between Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida as much as I did, uh, it got to the point where I wasn't able to record any new content. I get a lot of my content from the baseball season, so uh, no recorded episodes over the quote-unquote off-season for me last year, but again, between volleyball, soccer, Alabama football, I started being on the Crimson Tide Sports Network football broadcasts in addition to doing some demo games, uh, also gymnastics at Alabama, baseball, softball with both Alabama and Tennessee, and of course, women's basketball on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. And then for Tennessee, I got the chance to do four men's basketball games on SEC Network Plus, which honestly was one of the biggest highlights of the year. I just loved what Rick Barnes and his team was able to do last season being the number one team in the country for over a month and at the time of some of the broadcasts I did in November and December they were a top five team I believe they were third ranked the last game I did at the very end of December so quite an incredible year to watch them uh, go to some great heights in the regular season and so glad of course that Rick Barnes is staying in Knoxville after UCLA really uh, chased him down hard last week but that was a great thrill of the year and not only was all the work was it very busy during that time but personally I got engaged got engaged on October 28th 2018 so uh, some I usually crank out a lot of podcasts in September and October but a lot of that time was spent getting ready for a proposal uh, to my now fiance Lansy Young and she said yes on October 28th 2018 and we're looking at a fall 2020 wedding date so now we're starting to get ready for those plans uh, but we're very excited and it was a lot of fun to go through all of that and hear from so many friends and family that are excited for us. Uh, that really was uh, the true highlight of the offseason. Spent a lot of time with her in Greenville, South Carolina over the offseason as well. So I put a lot of miles on the car this past offseason, including uh, getting ready for the baseball season with spring training. Once again, the Miami Marlins were great to let me come down to South Florida to broadcast four Marlins spring training games along with Kyle Seeloff on the Marlins Radio Network. Plus, we even got to do one game with Jeff Nelson from Fox Sports Florida. Florida, the former uh, Major League reliever. So uh, incredible run to the start of the Jumbo Shrimp baseball season. And we got going two weeks ago here at the baseball grounds of Jacksonville to once again, tremendous crowds. Uh, so many people love the Jumbo Shrimp brand and even saw that when we were on the road last weekend in Pensacola. So 
It's been a terrific run, and we're ready for a big 2019. And now that we're back in the baseball season, getting some more guests, uh, hope to have more episodes of the podcast, and even some non-baseball people coming up in the next few weeks. But Omar Vizquel is in town with the Birmingham Barons, and I really enjoyed getting to catch up with him, not just about his playing career, what he wants out of his managerial career, and he does have major league aspirations, but also this is kind of a renaissance man, somebody that enjoys art and enjoys music. You'll hear more about that coming up in a moment as we hear from Omar Vizquel. Kell, 24-year Major League veteran, now the manager of the Birmingham Barons. It's Omar Vizquel on your first year in the Southern League. How have you liked being with Birmingham so far? I love it. Uh, we got a great group of guys. Um, most of it, uh, we just had it last year, and uh, we've seen the development of the guys. Uh, we've seen the improvement every day. And it's just a pleasure to see these guys uh, giving it all on the field and trying to absorb all the information that we're trying to give into uh, for them to become better players. Of course, you had a lot of these players, like you mentioned, with the high Winston-Salem. Do you like getting to move up the organizational ladder with them? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's an easier process for everyone. Uh, I think uh, we know how to push the buttons and we know how uh, they work. Uh, we know how we can get it going, and uh, I think it's very good because they, they got a little bit of confidence who, who, who the manager is and, and how the way that we work and it's just uh, an easier process for everyone. Of course, after your major league playing career came to a close, uh, you did coach some in the major leagues in different roles. Why was it important for you to come to back to the minor league level and get to work with White Sox prospects? Well, uh, I figure in order for manage it, uh, to manage in the big league, and that's one of the main goals, uh, that's something that I want to do before I, I hang everything up. Uh, you know, you have to do something, and uh, a good way to do it is to start in the minor leagues. Uh, you get to see uh, how things develop in the front office and, and learn everything that goes on with, with paperwork and, and, and the, the new evolution of baseball. You know, all these uh, cybermetric uh, terms that you have to kind of like know and everything. I, I think it is important for me to start from zero. And that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, you know, learning everything now. It, it seems weird that after you play 20 years in baseball, you still got something else to learn. And uh, that's the way that I'm doing it right now. Anything surprised you last year or things you did learn about yourself maybe as a manager that you didn't know before? Well, you know, uh, when you just start digging into numbers and cyber metrics, uh, you get surprised to some of the numbers that, that the, the cyber metric is offering you. You know, uh, the way that, that the game is handling these days, uh, you always have in your mind why the managers do things like that. But now you start to understand more about percentages and numbers, and that's, that's why they come up to these decisions. And, of course, for you and your career, teams didn't shift as often as we're seeing now. What's it like trying to teach the next generation of players uh, maybe defense in a little bit different way with some of the ways we're seeing infield shifts take over the game? Yeah, I mean, uh, you have to do uh, a lot with the numbers like we're talking about. If a guy hit uh, 80% of the balls to the right side, why not shifting and having three infielders in the other side, making uh, change his swing a little bit and trying to fall into a trap of hitting the ball the other way uh, uh, on a weak way. So, you know, a lot of guys, uh, of course, know these kind of things, and that's what they're doing. Looking back at your playing career, uh, <laughs> what were some of the most important lessons you learned uh, when you were making your way up through the minors, specifically at the AA level, which everyone really says is a really separator level between uh, the lower minors and the big leagues? Well, I think just listening, you know, listening to the coaches, uh, listening to the people that are in charge, that are trying to teach you uh, new ways to improve uh, your game. <clears throat> Sometimes you, you're just uh, stubborn and, and you want to do it your way, but uh, 
you know, you realize that these people have been there longer than us and they, they're telling you something for a reason. And uh, sometimes you have to learn the hard way, you know, you got to go three, four times into the same situation in order for you to try to change what's going on. But uh, obviously, uh, you know, just, just think a little bit outside the box, uh, help you to understand uh, why you're still in, in AA for a few years and the things that you need to improve to, to make it to the big leagues. And that's the way that you do it, just listening and learning new ways. Of course, you did make it to the major leagues and eventually found a home with the Cleveland Indians, part of some really great teams in the 90s. What are you most proud of about your playing career? I think the longevity that you stay in the big leagues, uh, you know, just, just to stay there is hard enough, but just doing it for 24 years, uh, you know, it was really surprising to me when I look back at my career and say, wow, I played 24 years in the big leagues. It's kind of amazing that I still playing uh, in a tough position, like a shortstop, second base, third base, uh, you still got the abilities to do that. How did you stay durable playing such a physically demanding position? I was really crazy for exercises, and every year was a, a challenge for me to keep my body in shape. So I try almost everything. I try everything from yoga to uh, plyometrics exercise. You try uh, a, a heavy, really heavy weights. You try uh, uh, different different things to keep your body uh, uh, ready and and. Agile. I think uh, you know, just just injuries are part of this game. But if you stay in the gym and you try to do a lot of things differently, uh, I think you you have an advantage over all the guys. And of course, those Indians teams uh, won so many games, made it to a couple of World Series. And do you still have a tight bond with a lot of those teammates you had then? Sure. Yeah, we still talk to each other uh, every time there is a a time to celebrate, like a a, a party or a year anniversary. Uh, most of the guys get together in Cleveland, and we rented a. A suite up in the in the ballpark, uh, and everybody starts telling stories about the game. And you know, it's really a pleasure to see some of these guys still hanging around in the game. Sandy Alomar is a good friend of mine; he's still coaching with the Indians. And then guys that stay around the game, like Charles Nagy and uh, Kenny Lofton, is still around. Uh, it's nice to see guys like Carlos Baerga still around. So you know, there's a, a lot of memories there. And, of course, not only a great baseball career for you, but you also found a passion in art. What can you tell us about what you've picked up as a hobby, not only in art, but in music, as sculpting? I mean, you're really a renaissance man. Uh, well, I do this in my time off. Uh, you know, I found myself uh, uh, sometimes not too busy and uh, I start picking up some paints and start experimenting with canvases and uh, sculpting and all this stuff. So, you know, it's... it's very interesting the way that you can uh, put something on paper and then develop out of that. So uh, it's some of the things that keep me uh, uh, keep my mind off a little bit of baseball when you struggle and you know it, it, you get surprised to some of the ideas that come to mind when you start doing that. How about your music? Yeah, music. Uh, I didn't really uh, do too much music. I just uh, had a lot of friends that uh, play music and they invite me to the studios and sometimes I mess around with drums or percussion and. You know, sometimes even singing. So uh, you know, it's it's, it's very uh, it, it's something that is it have to be in your blood. You know, uh, I don't have that in my blood really, but it's it's something to to have fun with. And I'm sure you have fun as well getting to share that with a lot of the fans who got to know you as a baseball player now on your Instagram page. Uh, fans are always following you and seeing what you're up to with a lot of those things. Yeah, that's part of, uh, you know, what when we're talking about the evolution of, of, of baseball, this is something that also uh, can help you out to spread the word around what you're doing in the off days or, or things that when you sign an autograph or, or something like that where people can be connected to you. 
So, you know, it is important every once in a while to post something nice about the games or, or things that are going on in the field. And now people are taking a look back at your playing career and weighing that amongst some other careers in the Hall of Fame voting. Uh, this was your second year on the ballot. You received more votes this year. Do you remain optimistic that you will make it to Cooperstown? Uh, hopefully so. You know, it's nice to see uh, the increase on in voting, uh, you know, from 38 to 43, just a little bit. And uh, hopefully every year can grow up uh, a little more. So I, I have the chance to be there, hopefully. Well, we certainly hope that you do make it there. Uh, certainly put together a Hall of Fame career. And now we're glad you're in the Southern League uh, helping the young Chicago White Sox prospects with AA Birmingham. But Omar, just thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great conversation with Omar Vizquel. Certainly wish him well in the upcoming weeks with the Birmingham Barons. And also we wish him well when the Hall of Fame voting comes out next year. Ginning had a good bump in the voting in his second year on the ballot. He still has a long time to get to the necessary 75% for induction into Cooperstown. That's where he belongs. He was the best shortstop in the game for over a decade. And those nine straight gold gloves, 11 overall, really a testament to his hard work. And he's really one of the good guys in baseball. So enjoyed the chance to catch up with him and add another baseball legend to the roster of guests that we've had here on the Roger Hoover podcast. Well, for me, it's time to get back to work at the baseball grounds of Jacksonville, get ready for the finale of this series between the Jumbo Shrimp and the Birmingham Barons. Then coming up, we've got a road trip on the road to Biloxi for the next five games, and then back here next week to welcome in the Tennessee Smokies, one of the teams I used to work for early in my career, so that'll be a good time starting next week here at the baseball grounds of Jacksonville. Again, hope to have more podcasts coming up in the future in 2019, but until next time, play the wall. I remember the night and the Tennessee walls Only you know how much I have lost Yes, I lost my little darling The night they were playing That beautiful 